This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, loyal comic book readers. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Today, we're going to be talking about all things comic books that came out the past week. We're going to recap some comics, review them for you, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should buy. Yeah. Of course, this show here on Comic Pop Returns is not possible without you if you are not watching the show. And of course, if you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's show by using Super Chats, ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the program, and now it's here forever. If you like the show and the audio versions, you can check us out on Spotify as off the rack new comics and uh, you know you can follow us over on there and podbean and wherever podcasts are listened to yeah, wherever you're listening listen uh, to us yeah oh, or if you can go over to youtube.com slash comic pop and check out our normal flagship series back issues along with the shorts that we've been coming out with every day pretty much um if you, if you like the tiktok experience then whatever you'll enjoy comic pop <laughs> Uh, but don't worry because it's not going to overshadow what's happening because comic pop still does weekly episodes of back issues as it has been for the last eight years. And here uh, it's pretty much the same mm -hmm. over on comic pop returns off the rack elsewhere's exchange. And uh, the good, the bad and the ugly is making us triumphant return uh, very shortly. We're going to be dropping that probably in the next day or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully you'll check it out. I'm excited to talk about some comics. Uh, it's light week uh, next week. So let's front load it with some books. Um, I'll jump into one. Unless you want to start. No, you know what? You kick it off. Uh, I read Eternals this week. You did read Eternals. Uh, because I like this book a lot. Yes. You know what? Plug Eternals for a minute. Let's talk just, about how, how cool talk, the Eternals let's are. Let's just talk about Eternals. It's written by Kieran Gillen with art by... Guyu Villanova? Villanova? Yeah. I'm just... I don't know. Um, with uh, covers by Asada Ribic for right now. What a great um, cover. Great cover. Honestly, great art on the inside, too. Yay. It like, just looks, looks, I've just really enjoyed the hell out of this book. Man, Kieran Gillen just gets how to write this book mm -hmm. because it's like he's writing it for like the 12 of us who are reading it. <laughs> and, you know, Gillen not only can write a like, you know, solid dialogue scene and like weave an intricate story, but like he has characters who appropriately have a bit of cheek to them mm. he's british so i feel like i can use that they're cheeky <laughs> they're cheeky like the world like machine is cheeky yes like there's a bit of sarcasm there. there's humor there um and honestly i i just i love the voices he has for his characters i love like having like this quote-unquote omniscient narrator um in the world machine and um which is just letting gillen speak through it i love his voice for thanos i know so yes. much like it's just so good like I, i'm like ah how can we get him to write more thanos i don't even know because like thanos is a character for a lot of people he's like done yeah he's a little overdone right now a little bit um but like gillen's just bringing something else to the table Gil like thanos appropriately fits in with the eternals yes naturally naturally or doesn't naturally mm, yeah um but like he fits it, it makes sense to have him in a story there instead of just trying to put him in because you need a big bat right. you know what i mean like he actually can tell a story that has a lot of like meat to it yeah um but yeah like when you read things like you're a dilettante pontif pontificating in a salon and release nothing but empty air there is no poetry in you and your attempts to pretend that we share anything offends me <laughs> i'm like what a brutal thing to say to another person, Thanos. <laughs> uh, and that's him talking to Druig, which makes total sense yep. in context. Um, if you are a person who's at all, which I have a feeling, I have a feeling Kieran Gillen is going to 
put out this like event that's coming up and a lot of people are going to dismiss it yes. outright because a lot of people are just done with these types of events you know and, and like, it's not just that people are sick of like the big com the big marvel comic book event mm -hmm. uh you know been burned before but also because of the nature of uh how you know if you artificially push a character or a team or a concept mm -hmm. you know your readers are going to notice especially if you do it in the at the expense of another and that's why the inhumans were largely dismissed is because of how like much marvel is insisting upon them right uh, and the eternals everyone feels the the synergy despite or really more like the fallout of the synergy since eternals did not perform the way right. they expected or hoped and now they're just left with a really good comic book. Right, which is fine, honestly, with me. You know, right. like at the end of the day, I'm just happy to have another. You know, with these sycophantic, fake eternal phonies <laughs> fans who are just, uh, you know, paying lip service to the to the great movie. Oh, sure. Right. No, you I... just want hardcore real well, Eternals. Fans. What I like about this is like Gillen's take on the Eternals is along the lines of Gaiman, where it's like something that yes, like. You know, it's going to challenge you a little bit here and there, but it's mainly word use where you're just like, do I know what that means? Right. Maybe I want to look that up. Yeah. Um. So there's like an educational value, <laughs> Um. but it, it's also it's fairly penetrable. Mm. You know, you can just kind of be like, OK, cool. Like you, you're learning along, like using the the world machine as a um like narrator and like educational tool yeah. a la like Hickman's infographic pages, which we do see those in these books as well. Mm. is really smart. Um. But this issue in particular is setting up for the event between the like it's, it's, it's the X Men, it's and, the the X -Men and the Eternals, right? With like the Avengers sandwiched in between. It. Yes. Now we haven't seen yet as to why the X Men are going to be involved yet. But right. We definitely see how the Avengers are going to be involved because the Eternals have needed to communicate or commune with their gods, the Celestials, and the only current Celestial on Earth is a dead one that is being occupied by the Avengers. Yep. So they need to go there, and they don't want to just ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, which they easily could, since there have been former members of the Avengers that are Eternals. Yes, but there's like, I mean, there's a couple of other things going on in the background. You know, Thanos is in charge of the Eternals, right? It's just, yeah, they want to just go in, do their thing, and get out. Exactly. You know, honestly, it's kind of offensive that they're even in there. Yeah, to the Eternals, certainly. To the Eternals, they're like, why are you here? They did get permission to do that, by the way. Right, but it's still like, for like you know for, for some of the eternals they're kind of like mm. they don't really ever understand just not not a fan not yeah a fan of that but they need to do that so of course they have like you know there's a whole like oceans 11-esque scheme how they're going to get in and, and do this and of course it goes awry because of something else that thanos is working on so the avengers end up having to like sort of work with the eternals not really they kind of come in at the end as like the eternals have taken care of something else mm. um you know, meanwhile, they're trying to com commune with a celestial. Yeah. Um, they get the ghost of one. Okay. Or the ghost of that celestial who ah. will not speak to them. Why? Why indeed. But like, they know that like he's spoken to the Avengers and it's like offensive. Like he's offended. Yeah. And they're offended. Everybody's offended. Um, <laughs> but like violence comes into play and I, we're left on a cliffhanger at the end of this issue. Um, and I literally can't wait to get the next one i wish it was out now <laughs> yeah um but honestly like it's just it's been a, a great series 
it went longer than I ever anticipated. Yeah. Because it like kind of wrapped up and I was like, all right, like I could see them just stopping. They did a couple of one-offs here and there. And, and like, so gotten 11 issues. I'm very thankful for that. Um, Gillen's putting his all into it, in my opinion. Um, so I, I know he's also writing X books as well and he's doing great over there. And I have a feeling he'd like to stay over there. It's a little more popular. It is. Yeah. A little more popular. Doesn't um, hurt the brand. No, not at all. But like, I listen, like, when this wraps up and you can grab it as a trade, I would suggest grabbing it. It's just, if you like reading just well-written prose and conversations, uh, that's what this is. It really just is that. Good yeah. good uh, endorsement for nice. the Eternals. Uh, Brian Rollins, light week of comics, but Eternals was definitely a bright spot. Love all the shows. Thanks, Brian. Hey, yes, it was. Now, I, had a, I had, for as light as it was, I liked all the comics I read this week. <laughs> it's amazing i i actually i think i liked all the ones i read too in their own way mm. uh somebody lucky helping us out thank you very much thank uh it looks like we're the lucky ones thanks yes. to you thank you uh robert h I'm... we didn't say much no we waited it's fine uh king's port cal i evan love the round robin back issues i mentioned that you should do it a while back i was ecstatic when i got the notification ethan and ben are funny they are funny i'm glad you like them thank you they're they're good guys uh if you're not sure what he means go check out youtube.com slash comic pop do that dante cook perfect timing again knocking out cardio while listening to two (laughs) you two nice minus she hulk i haven't been excited about marvel stuff for a while but i can't wait to see female thor she looks great that's true yeah i can't uh, wait for that we'll talk about that later on yes. in the show ray far hi sal and tiff thanks for hi. the content and all uh where'd it go and all the hard work that goes into the channel p.s tiffany streams are so much fun long live jelly oh my gosh thank you yes praise be jellyfish <laughs> we we at on on our other channel on our game streams uh twitch.tv slash comic pop yes, by the way we belong to the church of jellyfish yeah lord jellyfish is our savior oh okay <laughs> if you're playing elden ring you know what i'm talking about <laughs> living freak didn't magneto resurrect a celestial at one point maybe that's the their connection to this avengers x-men eternal story maybe i, I don't, probably don't. i don't know because we're a something was revealed right at the end we don't know what it was but we get like you know, like a reaction face as to information given by the Celestial at last. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if it doesn't have to do with Krakoa. Mm, that'd be interesting. Uh, Patrick says, hi, I'm in, in Love and Thunder. Would you prefer if All Black was an MCU symbiote or just the OG comic random black goo that it corrupts him? Love Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, we'll talk more about it later, but I'm hoping for a symbiote. Uh, so yeah, let's jump into some more. Um, I guess I can talk about this for a minute. Uh, Batman Catwoman. Number 11, of course, from Tom King with Clayman back on art. Uh, this makes the most sense. Uh, if you, man, if they had kept Clayman on the whole time, if they just delayed it, because that's the thing, nobody, like, I don't hear anybody talking about this book. And I didn't really hear many people clamoring for it when it first was launched. That cover is spectacular. Every page that Clayman draws I, in this series is spectacular. The lighting? Yeah, the lighting's incredible. The, the, the like, limited color palette? Mm-hmm, yeah. It's, damn good no it's great the issue itself is fine and hot it's uh it's it's it was very uh it it started to explain a little bit more about about, uh andrea the phantasm's uh backstory and her motivations um it uh, connects selena with helena her daughter Mm -hmm. in the future Uh, this one really played into the three timelines maybe more timelines that are going on in this series and it's just timeline yeah this is one of those things that again it's going to read better in the trade uh Mm -hmm. and it's it's not going to win any new fans over outside of the art if they're jumping on with issue 11 you Mm -hmm. gotta wait until uh either you've read it all or it's uh or it's in trade otherwise it's 
I think it's a well-written series. I think the art is spectacular with the random Liam Sharp in the middle there, which is always going to, it's going to, it's going to, it will always be, I don't want to call it a stain because I think that Liam Sharp has an incredible talent and uh, they, he produces a lot of really incredible stuff. And they, there's some really good stuff that Liam Sharp did in this series, but it was so incongruous to the theme and the yeah. tone and the momentum of this series that like, I think it lost a lot of people and I, I, I'm afraid it'll always bring people back out of it where, yeah. you know, no matter what, you know, you're five years from now, you're reading this trade, you're going to go, why did it change so drastically? Yeah. I'm going to say that a lot in this show, but like, that, that no, this book is I, I good. Think that's, I think that's true. I mean, it's funny because there are definitely artists working today who have similar styles. They're not the same. It's just, you know, like they either have the same influences or just, you know, similar talents. Yeah. Um, and so when you put those together to do a fill in, you notice there's a difference. Yeah. But it's not so jarring. No. When you get someone who's very different styling, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It could be a little much. Agreed. Uh, but it is the penultimate issue. There's only one more left and then we can stop talking about it. Uh, Silvery Cricket, I don't know if you read Suicide Squad Blaze. I think it's fine, but it doesn't go as hard with the concept as I think it would, or as it could. Well, I couldn't disagree with you more. I we'll agree. get into that. Karim uh, Handel, I hope we get a Beta Ray Bill in the MCU at some point. Also, I love your back issues in pretty much all your shows. Thank oh, you, Karim. Thank you very so much. sweet. Thanks for joining us on this show. Yeah. Well, Tiffany, take it away. Talk about Blaze. I was actually going to talk about something else. All right, was, talk about I, something else. I was just going to mention that I read this this week. I read um, Nightmare Country. It's a Sandman universe, black label, in DC, black label, Sandman universe. Name of the book is Nightmare Country. Yes. Written by uh, James Tynan the Fort with art by Lissandro Estherin and Yannick Paquette. Ah. Yannick does a little like fill in for the uh, the dreaming itself. Okay. Um, I'm really not going to get into this too, too much because it's like, you probably didn't just pick this up. You think? I'm going to guess. Maybe you did. I don't know. And if you did, I'd love to know how you felt about this. Because my understanding is this is supposed to be something of a spiritual successor to the story that's in A Doll's House, which is one, like, volume two of Sandman. Yes. Um, M Much celebrated run. Yeah. No, it's that is like all the volumes are great. That volume in particular, some a little something special there for yeah. sure. Um, so like I'm just trying to imagine just picking this up not knowing that and i think you, you you're, you're going to get a very different read i think that's really what it is you're going to get a different if you're going read. in cold versus yeah familiar. versus like being like oh what's the corinthian up to what's he doing you yeah. know what i mean like what is he doing well it, james Tynan's going to let us know um here's something that's interesting about this book because it's james Tynan, and i know we have on this channel accused him a couple of times of um coming into a run that has like history already and immediately trying to make new characters yes put a stamp on it these are my characters now right and i did see a lot of like you know conversations out there that like like issue one of nightmare country is the debut issue for these two characters and i was like is it because in this book, you're going to run into a, a duo by the name of Mr. Agony and Mr. Ecstasy. And here's what's interesting about that is they may not be related to these other characters even remotely, but in Hellblazer, another Vertigo title. And very intimately connected to the Sandman universe. In yes. fact, didn't John Constantine debut in Sandman or something like that? No, he debuted in Swamp Thing, Swamp but he Thing. is in the but he has also He also in appears Sandman. in Sandman. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Swamp Thing. Um, but um, in there, there are two, like, demons who work as like uh enforcers in a way of hell named agony and ecstasy and they're like twins mm. or like brother and brother and brother brother and sister it's it's, it's nebulous you know what i mean yeah. and i'm like i can't tell if tynan's doing a deep dive here 
or Tiny just don't care and he making his own characters that are similarly named doing similar actions. Not I don't know if, like where they're from because we are dealing with dreams, of course, mm-hmm. but hell is tied to the Sandman mythos. So I don't know. I don't know if Tynan doing what Tynan do or Tynan is like, no, I know this stuff. Right. I mean, he definitely does because I know that he's, uh, I, I think in an interview recently, he said something to the effect of like, if anything was ever going to bring me back to DC, it was going to be Sandman. And then they offered me Sandman. Yeah, and so, so I did it. That's what I'm confused about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, I can't tell. And I'm going to hold off. Any I feel like if they're going to use the same name, there's no way it's not a connection. It's just he added Mr. But he had to add another thing. I don't he had know. to make it a little different. I think I think I'm going to hold off judgment on it as to whether or not he's created a new character or characters needlessly. Mm-hmm. Um or not i think it might be a reinvention it could be it absolutely could be um but otherwise i really enjoyed this the art style um really reminds me of like vertigo titles like in like the best way possible it's like grimy and gritty and very artistic feeling um you know beautiful color palette uh it's just it's just a fun looking book even the paper itself has like an older feel to it Mm. like some of those older trades it does from vertigo that could also be a reason why the color seems so uh, yeah so so strong really i did enjoy this book if you are a fan of sandman i would say grab it and if you're just a fan of horror you might be okay you might be okay honestly like i said like i think you're just gonna get a different read than those of us who are a little more familiar with the corinthians background but that's true check it out james Town the fourth nightmare country yeah oh incidentally uh we went to the comic book store recently and uh i took a look at some of the um those those marvel comics in question in the last episode marvel's been accused of doing uh lower quality print on certain books Mm -hmm. Uh, i can attest to the fact that the cover stock is is not unlike the interior page quality of this uh, it is very different from what you'd expect really? from Marvel or from DC. It is, in fact, uh, just it's it's a little it is a lower it is a it is a lower quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that uh, I have had it confirmed that there is a paper shortage, and it's not just that Marvel's being cheap, but uh, Marvel choosing to go cheap on certain books is indicative of an ongoing and continu- and potentially continuous problem uh you you'll you may not notice it because marvel's only doing it on one or two of the lowest selling books that they publish mm-hmm. so obviously what they're doing is they're testing it out they're testing out lower quality print runs on books that are either on their on the verge of cancellation or have already been decided to be canceled so uh. what does that mean well on one hand I don't blame them for testing the waters because they are a publishing house trying to make money and in a paper shortage, they are trying to recoup their losses and Hey, a published book beats a not published book. Am I right? But it is Marvel. And why I say that I'm making a point of saying like, I do feel that if they do get away with it and and by I say that, I mean like if the audience who's reading that book is upset that they're getting a lower quality book than like a triple a selling title marvel will persist they Mm -hmm. will continue to publish lower quality books on lower selling books and that ain't fair yeah and they'll only do it for as long as they can weigh with it so if you have a problem with it if you do know about it call them out and do it respectfully of course just be like i don't appreciate this i won't be buying this I don't like, you know, and, and I will and I and I will pick up more when you re, when you roll this back. I mean, like 
that's the only way you're going to get change. You have to, you have to, you have to put your money where your mouth is and refuse to buy. That's it. Mm-hmm. They, they only listen if you tell them and if you show them. Okay. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's that. Uh, I just wanted to bring, bring that up because yeah. it is something that people have been talking about. Uh, and it, it, it affects us all no, or it, it could affect us. Yeah, all. absolutely. Um, what was it? Uh, um, did I read this one already? Karim Handel. I hope we get Beta Ray oh. Bill in the MCU at some point. Also, love your back issues and pretty much all your shows. Yeah, you said that already. Thank you. Oh, well, then thanks again. Yeah, and I hope for Beta Ray Bill as well. Uh, Abe Sapien, thank you both for covering works of George Perez on back issues. As someone that learned how to read on his and Wolfman's team, Titans, uh, it's awesome to see the wonderful man being celebrated. I wish we could do it in a more uh, showy, bombastic way, but I'm glad we could shine a light on it. It was deliberate that we did War of the Gods and uh, Avengers Ultron Unlimited. Mm-hmm. I want to like celebrate the man while he's still with us, and yeah. hopefully, if any of it trickles down over to him, they can he can know that he's made an impact. Yeah. If you can, uh, let him know that he's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick also says one last thing. Sorry for hijacking the conversation, but is Amazing Spider-Man Beyond worth it? I've heard some shitty things about the ending. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it, but a lot of people did enjoy it. Uh, we ourselves reviewed it uh, pretty much since its beginning to ending. I wasn't thrilled about the ending, but I wasn't thrilled about its beginning or middle either. So, (laughs) you know, I'm not really the best judge. uh, But I will say that uh, if you are a fan of Ben Riley, uh, you may enjoy it. Uh, It's it's certainly the the biggest exposure the characters had since the last time they pushed him. Uh, And uh, you know, there's and there's some fun art Mm -hmm. sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Ray Far, I watched Tiffany's Doom Patrol episode of Back Issues, and I loved it. Yes, who are some of your favorite comic duos? Miller and Mazzuchelli. I've created three of my favorite books ever. Yeah, well, I mean, their uh, their combination of Daredevil Born Again is one of the most perfect comic books that the big two's ever published. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to see Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale work together, but uh, yeah. then again, you get Captain America White. Never mind. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes that's a pretty fun team. I love Bendis and Bagley. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Oh. I, I like Aaron and... Or not Aaron. You know, Aaron and Bachelo, but yeah. like I was going to say, I like uh, Spurrier and uh, Aaron Campbell. Yes. Uh, that's where my Aaron came from. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. For sure. They just... They tend to write a a, a grimy, a grimy, a grimy, gr- grimy, gritty. I was gonna say both. I know, just brimy, um, <laughs> like cut type of book. So really like that quite a bit. Um, hmm, who else? Yeah, there's like so many. Honestly, right now, whoever's drawing X Men right now, uh, Jerry Duggan and uh, Pepe Larraz. Yeah, I, I was gonna say uh, Vaughn and Staples. Oh yeah, Vaughn and Staples. <laughs> uh, a great duo aaron jefferson besides tmnt what other arcades are in the cabinets behind us uh we've got uh, x-men versus street fighter and the simpsons uh one day the uh x-men arcade the four-player arcade will be available for a low uh low enough for me to purchase it living freak that's right living freak well most digital services for comics are crap these days so if continuing to read comics in print means reading them on newsprint then so be it (laughs) that's certainly one uh opinion to have about that subject so uh what else you want to talk about uh, I read something really random this week. I don't know what I why I did it, but I read "What If Miles Morales Became Wolverine." Oh yeah, I remember them really like them selling this con- this concept. It's like it's just a bunch of what ifs about Miles about Morales. Morales. Like what if instead of Spider Man, he was Wolverine yeah. or Captain America? Yeah, this is written by John Ridley with art by Farid Karami. Okay. Uh, it was fun. That's really all I have to say. Like, I it, it was a fun take on it. I like the costume because it's like intrinsically Miles. Miles I, yeah. You know, you see like the jacket with the hood. Like, I that automatically makes me think of like Miles. Mm-hmm. Probably because of like you know everything he's been in recently. It's just it's like a visual cue for me. Yes. Um, 
but I, I it was a fun short story. Like hmm. it's not a very long comic at all. Yeah. But it hits all the notes of like part of like Miles' story, part of Wolverine's story, and it really is just the Weapon X part of it. But I, I thought they did a, a fun job. It was it was just like it was fun. Yeah. Was very short. Okay. Very, Twenty-eight pages. Yeah. And so. it's like you're doing a Wolverine, so you know there's gonna be action in there. So right. It's short. Yeah. But it was fun. It reads fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read Batman 89, number five, which is the penultimate issue of the Sam Ham Joe Quinones, <laughs> much anticipated and uh, now uh, oft forgotten sequel, kind of semi-sequel, seboot, if you will, to the Batman Burton verse, which uh, presupposes the idea that Batman Forever doesn't happen, that the, uh, that, you know, these, these creators had the free reign to continue the Batman, Michael Keaton, Tim Burton worlds uh, unfettered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, Billy D. Williams is uh, Two Face. He becomes Two Face. Uh, there's a there's a Robin in there who I guess would have been played by Marlon Wayans. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is back, kind of. She like she keep every time she appears, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. And they put her on the cover, and then she's in it for like for two panels. Uh, <laughs> she's really confusing in this issue because you forget about her in the last issue, and then she just kind of shows back up, and she's okay. doing something you wouldn't expect her to do. Like she's a receptionist or something. It's just really weird. What? It's this. This series, she just fell back on what you know. I don't know. Th- yeah, this series is not great, and I'm really disappointed. Uh, Joe Quinones' art is it, it, it's wasted on this series. Uh, his designs are incredible, and the concept was phenomenal. I think everybody was on board for this idea. Sam Hamry and a comic book writer, and his panel composition leaves much to be desired. His conclusions, uh, each issue are dangling if not amateurish and unfortunately the book just isn't worth picking up Mm. Uh, if you ever read this it'll be in a five dollar trade bin somewhere Mm. like you will pick up this book inevitably because you were you were curious about the concept after you forgot about it that's what this is it's just it's a book that you will ultimately have forgotten about it and it's a shame because Mm. it was a neat idea and it's one like who doesn't want to know what Burton would have done or, or see Billy D. Williams in his prime being two-faced would have been cool. Uh, instead, it's just this kind of thing that exists. It's not terrible. You know, it's not like, it's not like uh, R.L. Stein writing man thing <sighs> where it's like, what even is this? It's not for me, but it is, it also isn't like, you know, it, it's just this thing and it's made by people who are just, more excited by the premise than they are actually doing like telling a tale mm-hmm. so you know there's stuff there but again he ain't a he, sam ham ain't a comic book writer yeah and so as a result like he needed somebody else like sam ham needed to be adapted mm-hmm. you know like he needed a director to arrange that script into panels or it should have been a trade paperback on its own like it should have just been a black label book that they put out mm-hmm. oversized so it's more cinematic and uh you know and just and just put it out all at once. Blech. Yeah. So no recommendation from me, unfortunately. There you go. Uh, Moon Knight is here, or at least Moon Knight 32. Who says, I'm loving the Eternals. That's how he hides. He puts the 32 there. That there you go. Really now we don't know. Mark. Uh, Hulk continues to confuse and excite me. I'm enjoying Suicide Squad Blaze, and I enjoy that Swamp Thing Green Hell book if they ever release issue two. Keep up the great work. Love you guys. Well, I thanks, Moon Knight. I completely forgot about that book. That's that Lemire book. I know. I completely forgot that book even existed. Yep. 
I know. What, what the hell to see? Uh, Kingsport Cal, are you excited to watch, rewatch Batman? It's streaming now. I love the version on second watch. How could you rank it? Batman 89, the film changed my life. Yeah, the Batman is finally available it on is. HBO Max. And when I say finally, I mean like way faster than I, I would know, imagine. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. I uh, I loved uh, the Batman. We loved the Batman. Yes. So I'm excited to see it again, but uh, I'm also not in a rush. I, I loved it so much. I don't need to see it again right now. Um, but I will watch it inevitably, like probably within the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, No Way Home is available on Blu-ray and I don't have it. I saw it twice in the theater. I'll see it again. I'll own it mm-hmm. and watch the crap out of it. Yep. But uh, again, it's one of those things. I just, I loved it, but I'll, uh, I'll watch it soon. And Damian 100, Superman 78 was so much better than Batman 89. Uh, it's, I'd say it's pretty much on par in mm-hmm. terms of forgettability, in terms of readability. Uh, Superman 78 is more of a comic book than Batman 89. So uh, what you got? Blaze. Suicide Squad. Suicide Blaze. Squad. Blaze. Uh, written by Cy Spurrier. Uh, with our, uh, Cy Spurrier. Because like, we're friends. No, he calls Cy- himself Cy. He's on the front. It's just Simon Spurrier. And, oh. And Aaron Campbell. I love this book. I really, really do. Um, it's funny because like it's the con- the very concept of the Suicide Squad is very much taking like the standard superheroics and turning it on its on its ear and telling you like a darker version of it, right? Like a team of villains is yes. you know, threatened with death and like they're anticipated to die and they have, they have to go fix things and, and forced into them. heroism kind of, yeah. Right, exactly. And it's like Aaron Cam- or not Aaron Campbell, a Sizeberger was like, "Hey, how can I take that and make it more messed up?" <laughs> This is okay. So there's like a occasionally, have you ever read something and you have this thought and I, I really struggle with trying to put it into words, but I think I've got it. Yeah. All right. So I'm sure you've heard of this before where you like a sculptor, right? You look at like a, like a sculpture made out of marble, right? And you think to yourself, how do they do that? Right. right. You've heard, you've heard, I've heard that expression. You've heard sculptors where they like, it was in there. And I just, I just took, had to, I just removed the stuff that, that didn't need to be there yeah. for it. Right. Yeah. It's like, as though like that piece of art was always meant to exist. And this, this creative just found a way to bring it forward. Right. Yes. Occasionally I read stories and it feels like that story was always meant to be here. Like it was, it, it's, it's, it's like, Oh yeah, of course. Of yes. course a story like that exists. Right. Like, and even if it's messed up or like, you know, off kilter or whatever, like the creativity and like where the story has like was taken gave me that sensation mm. that I was like, ah, yes. Finally, it's here. Yeah, like it oh, should have it been is. forever. Right, right. Which is really weird because this story is a little bizarre. It really is, you know, the the concept that there is this um villain, which we get a little more to that this time around. Like it, it's it's I love how like not detailed exp- explained it is. There's not a lot of detail in the explanation of what it is. I was right. like, good. Yeah, that's fine. I don't really need that. Right. That it's like essentially that's like like an otherworldly tapeworm has taken over some being from like somewhere else that's clearly stronger than whatever and like is creating all sorts of issues. Right. But like they have this like serum or whatever that is actually the like waste of this tapeworm thing. Right. That like gives they give it to these convicts. And the idea is that this blaze in a sense or like go, they go out in a blaze um <laughs> it gives them temporary powers and it's temporary only because the serum or whatever will eat through these individuals and kill them yeah so it's like a death sentence and mm-hmm. i was like very interesting take on the suicide squad right but yeah. you also get a suicide squad in this so you get like harley and captain boomerang and Even peacemaker i think peacemakers right? in this of course um and in the last issue it was like oh okay well those guys are just gonna be along for the ride but i was like you know what we are talking about size spurrier here 
or King Shark's also there. Like, there's a chance these guys are going to die anyway. And and I'm not going to say that that does or does not happen in this book, but like nobody's safe. Nobody's safe in this issue mm-hmm. at all. Waller is written amazingly. It is a complete, like, not, like, it's a black level book. So it's, this is not in continuity at all. Right. Superman is in this. There's a really, like, great little, like, opening with the Kents. I really kind of enjoyed that. Mm. Um, but, like, you know, something happens to Superman in this. It's 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 just it's just a good, good dark book. This is a very dark book where I'm just like, what is going to happen at the yeah. end of this story? Because it's like we're in a very desperate situation at this point. Okay, and I'm like, how are we getting out of this one, side? Yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out. But like, I I like these like I like venturing into the the worlds that Sysbrayer writes. It felt very similar. It feels very similar to his hellblazer run which you know again was a very like grim and gritty and dark you know side to the dc universe um and he just knows how to write it yeah and there's again it's something about it that's very charming but i i don't know i got that sensation of reading this story that i was like yes yes no yeah this makes yes, bring sense. this into the world yeah thank you conjure it exactly if you will. um it's you know i think it's only three issues yeah since it's a black label book so we're basically 48 almost, pages a piece that's not bad yeah but great read cool algae try says noise i don't know if he's saying noise or noise. <laughs> uh i read uh I, I i don't normally read this series but here it is anyway um superman son of kal-el uh which is a book that i've just kind of dropped off well i read the first issue i was like okay good for you john as opposed to superman son of clark kent right yeah i i I don't get the motivations or concepts behind like the naming of these things, but uh, this is written by Tom Taylor with art by C and Tormy. And uh, it features uh, a sequence that uh, a lot of people are talking about it on the internet. John is like kind of coming out to Lois. John, of course, Clark's out and uh, Lois is like, I'm an investigative reporter. I knew the whole time. Yeah. There's like, no way. Yeah. You don't and he's like, that. Oh, and it's like, that's, <clears throat> it was a great moment. That... It's like also his mom. Yeah. Like there's like, you got, no, you no, but he feels like he needs to tell her. Yeah, and... I know. I know. But it's like, it's your mom. Yeah. First of all. And again, she's Lois Lane. Yeah. No, I know. Do you think you've ever gotten away with anything? Right. No. Like she lets you get away with things. But they also, he also mentions, uh, you know, well, yeah, but like you thought that Superman and Clark Kent were two different people because of a pair of glasses. So I kind of figured I should tell you. She's like, yeah. And you thought you got away with eating five extra cookies. Right. I, I always knew. I have a journal. Exactly. I write them all down. I keep, I keep, a, I keep a record. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, there's, um, I never really bought the, like, not a, that I didn't buy the romance that John has uh, blossomed in this series, mm-hmm. but more, I was always kind of suspicious of this fellow that's entered into his life. And then Batman shows up to go like, you can't trust him. There's something going on. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> Thank you, Batman. Batman showed up on Damien? Yeah. Oh. It's like, no. Well, Damien and Batman are kind of on the outs right now. Uh, the series is... Th- well, I mean, th- th- Damien didn't show up to, to John? No. Like, hey. No, Damien was busy. He was probably on Lazarus Island That's or something. That's true. Uh, or is doing the Alpha, whatever. No, the... Uh, He's doing all kinds of things. Whatever. There's He's got a, a lot going another on. Another event coming on got like a soccer game yeah but it's fine you know it, again it's not something i'm going to regularly pick up but i i saw some panels i'm like all right i might as well read it i was like oh it's well written you know it's tom taylor it's not going to be bad it's just like it ain't for me but it is uh but it is a fine series and if you're a young person hopefully this is a uh a, a totem that represents uh the ideals that you strive for and will give you purpose and a guiding light in this period in your life I genuinely hope that's true. For my case, I'm like, eh, whatever, okay. I 
I can't like this this cover is I really like this cover and and yet the the face that they like created is so distracting like a real person. Yes. I don't know who that person is. But it is a real but person. But now I'm thinking like who is that person? Yeah. But I it, will say it may not be. They could have just rendered a bunch of features together that make me think like that is a person. Yeah. I uh, John's haircut on the cover, and I think in the series, but mostly on this cover, uh, is a very modern young like man's haircut. Yeah. And it's funny because when I was a teenager, I had that haircut for like a minute. Like <laughs> yeah. I had I had that haircut once where we shaved the sides and left all this like hair, and like I got made fun of into the Stone Age. So I'm glad that it's working out for people. Uh, <laughs> John Ty says, "Did you know there's an Aquaman Black Label book by Ram V coming out in June? I'm happy we are getting books like." That aren't just for Batman for Black Label. Yeah, I mean, like, right now, there's a bunch of Black Label books that aren't Batman. Yeah, um, the, there is a turn. Although, honestly, Jock's One Dark Knight. Worth getting. So good. Right? Uh, I also, I heard something about the, the the Aquaman book, but I always, I, I chalked it up to Historia, where it was like, is that ever going to come out? <laughs> uh, Dan V. Nunnard, I missed the first issue of Suicide Squad Blaze and just jumped into issue two. I liked it a lot, but holy crap, was it brutal about what goes down? It's quite, it is, I will, I will, I will warn you about that, guys. You're picking up a black label book. Don't forget that. It is, it is, DC's rated, really trick, it, like, it is rated ages 17 plus, and it, they're serious about this one. It's not just one of those, like, you know, whatever. Like it's and it's not because like oh you're gonna oh see like something the like sexy. the rogues the rogues is another one where it's like it's a black label book but it's 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 pretty it's not that brutal it's not that brutal this is like it it definitely has a horror element to it it definitely like the art reflects it as well yeah. like it's not it's not rated that for language and or again like something you're gonna see something sexy you know it's no. not that. <laughs> Jordan Phil wanted to send a thank you since I just finished covering 21 days at my job and watching her episodes before my shifts helped a lot. Last episode on Avengers was hilarious and the history explanation was very interesting too. Well, thank you, man. And congratulations to you, sir. Uh, and uh, good luck on the rest of your employment. Uh, Alex Sanchez Ramvi is really killing it recently with Swamp Thing and Venom. Anyone here excited for his new Aquaman Black Label series or Detective Comics run? Uh, yeah, man, I'm sure. Uh, well, I know at least one person who's down for that uh, Black <laughs> Label series. Uh, Ramvi also is getting another book that you... Uh, people were talking about well, remember that like he was getting some book and you, you were like hey look at ram v getting another book i don't remember what it was i don't remember are you sure it wasn't the aquaman book no it was not aquaman okay. in any case uh <laughs> let's move on um yes let's see i guess we could talk about x-men number 10 yeah let's talk about x-men number 10 uh, x-men number 10 of course is written by jerry Duggan with art by javier pina uh art and writing is great in this issue uh the arts you know when you have Pepe Larraz, it's like, oh no. Um, but like when you lose him, but I think Pina did a really, really great he job great of not job. just complimenting him, but also doing their own thing yep. and, and, and succeeding in many different arenas Yeah, um, in the story. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wolverine goes out on her own to uh, kick some ass, take some names well, and test out her of, new adamantium. She thinks one of her young, like her, one of her sister, one of her offspring. Or yeah. Whatever. Or whatever is, is being held by Orcus. Yes. I love that. Yeah. She got new adamantium. Oops. So yeah. Like, I love that. What? Yeah. It's only in the claws. Don't put it in her body. What? That is such a moment for anyone who's just like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, and it also is a great like context thing because it's like, oh, doesn't Laura have an adamantium skeleton too? Like, yeah. nope. Nope. No. But I, I really enjoyed that. It's a very realistic moment. I've, I've done those types of things. You're already doing the thing and then your brain tells you just like, you're like, someone said something. Yeah. And you're like, huh? Right. It's only here. Oh. Oh. Well, well, I guess we'll try to do it again. Yeah. Well, I love that too. It's like, well, she going to get them all again. It's like, she's going to die. Right. It's fine. Yeah. We're going to have to bring her back at some point. But of course the cover indicates that we're going to get a lady death strike mm -hmm. appearance, which kind of actually ruins the, 
the, the, the reveal 100 percent. because the reveal is that it isn't an offspring of uh well it isn't like a gabby yeah no it, it de- definitely did like the cover the description of this yep like saying death strikes swiftly i'm yeah. like you just you couldn't just okay no fine but yeah so uh laura rescues lady deathstrike mm-hmm. and brings her home well to krakoa where she uh, leaves i loved loved the sequence of them like escaping knowing they're going to be jettisoned into space yes. contacting gene mm-hmm. and i love that it's a, just a little quiet moment the rogue scene the rogue scene where it's just like it's just boom and they're like every like everyone it within earshot had to go to the healing gardens as rogue went supersonic yeah i'm like i thought that was so amazing just she just shoots out she has to use a Krakoan gate because where they are in the treehouse they don't have access to a racco immediately so like yeah. she does like a slingshot maneuver <laughs> and we didn't even see the catch but like no. you know she's she catches them and, and brings them home exactly and i was like yes. rogue gets a lot of really fun play in this series I or in this know. episode oh i really like it in yeah. this issue yeah 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 she's great uh i loved uh pina's portrayal of rogue not just in the action sequences but at the end uh rogue is chatting well first she talks to destiny who's like yeah I've got bad news for you about your relationship. You're going to see things my way. I'm like, thanks a lot. That's just what I need. I hate destiny and I hate her. In I this really book. do too. And like, I really, I'm but sick I, of it. I do like rogues handling. of Yeah. Her. I was like, you never had, a, you'd never had good news for me. Yeah. Where she's just like, you know, like, I, I, I like I, that you returned just to spot the icebergs and enjoy as we plow into them. Exactly. Like, Damn. Yeah. She should go away. Yeah. Please leave. <laughs> That's my note. Yeah. But uh, but Rogue immediately takes that information and brings it to Remy. Yeah, because she mentions that like they're trying to find Game World, which has been the constant, uh, um, I, the, the looming antagonist. Yes, of the X Men series to date. Um, there's like you know it's basically a big casino world. Yeah, uh, hosted by Cordyceps Jones, and uh, they're placing bets on who can have like how can defeat the X Men. Yeah, or who can defeat Earth basically. Yeah. Um, but has not been going on, but they're trying to solve that. Well, it's like, oh yeah, don't forget, there's all this other crap going on, but there's still this looming plot thread. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jerry, yeah. appreciate that. Um, but Destiny mentions that like they should talk to Gambit's small blind. Yeah. Which I was like, well, he's playing poker right now. I love. Do you see who's playing with? Yeah, of course the thing. Things there, and I'm like, well, he's in New York. Yeah. No, they and we, they set that up in that series, like mm-hmm. that because they have the greenhouse in New York. Uh, we, I think we've seen that like. The thing comes by and they have like a like an yeah, inter but they let they let New remy York. come too because remy's not on the x-men no but rogue is so yeah. he's gonna be there <laughs> but yeah uh who's uh, who's gambit small blind <laughs> it's a rocket yeah and i also find that there's like some kind of weird implied chemistry thing between rocket and uh and and rogue no, she's just playing him yeah she knows what's gonna work and so she's just like she's using what she's got to get the information because she calls him sugar yeah and like and gamut's like he's sugar what yeah. the hell but i and like she also well, calls she, him rocky she calls him rocky like the beatles song that he's actually named after yeah and he's like i don't want anyone else to call me that i think he's got a thing for her i think he does too i <laughs> thought it was implied there was a relationship no i think like squirrel did. girl and wolverine I where it's like he, that's not okay i think he has a thing for her and she's happy to let him like think that like flirt along right exactly but uh good issue fun stuff uh leading into more and i hope it's like fun like the series continues to be mm-hmm. that's all i recommend it i guess you yeah oh absolutely 
Right. Uh, speaking of X-Men, there's another X-Men. Did you read this? I didn't read it, but I'm really excited to hear about it because it's... Uh, can we talk about this book? We have to because we, it's part of the show. Can we just talk about this book? It's written by... This is X-Men 92, House of 92. Yep. It's written by Steve Fox with art by Salva Espin. I, did, I went into this. I didn't read anything about this book. No. And I am so thrilled that i didn't mm. do you know what this book is no i okay no this book is a like retelling of the krakoan storyline but as though it happened in the animated series. in the animated series okay so it's using the animated series like history and then going like this season we're doing krakoa some of it not kind of and not really they definitely change it but it's all this like those characters and uh I got to tell you, this was stupid fun. Like <laughs> literally launch into it. There's a big fight going on and it's the fight. Remember the fight with Orcus originally? Yeah. Where, like, the goes up they and all they die. die. Yeah. yeah. We see the same thing happen here. That's awesome. Um, Magneto was also there though. Like, Yay. You know, and Magneto was really awesome. And they destroy the Master Mold. Oh, they, they didn't, they didn't create Mother Mold for the show. No, in this. no, 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 no. They create, they, they destroy Master Mold, but, um, uh, was it Trask? Yeah. Yeah. Sends his uh like signal off to like activate. I'm gonna guess the next phase. Okay. Mother mold, right? Cool. Um, but it, it, this is just stupid fun. It's just stupid fun. Yeah. Everybody, like, it's just like the art's fine. It's cartoony and, and ridiculous and over mm -hmm. the top. But like, you know, seeing like, oh, like you know, hopefully people will, like you know acknowledge the like nation of Krakoa. Like, do you Canada? Do you like whatever? <laughs> right. Um. When they come back in their eggs, they're fully dressed because, you know. Because <laughs> it's a cartoon for children. <laughs> That's awesome. So ridiculous. The five are different. Of course, they have to be. Right? Um, like Tempo's there. But she is part of the team, but she's not on the five. Mm -hmm. Fabian Cortez okay, is yeah. part of the five, right? Okay. Um, And, um, you know, we have like, there's like. Okay, so there's no, like, they don't really do a very good job of, like, keeping it under wraps, like, some of the, like, secret plot that's going on. Because, like, what spurred on this creation of Krakoa was that there was an attack at the uh, the Xavier School from by the Sentinels. And, like, okay. it, they really, like, messed up a bunch of the kids and Jubilee died. Oh, no! And, like, Wolverine is just, like... Inconsolable. He's, he's constantly trying to kill anyone and everyone. Okay. Right? Like, and, like, everyone's like, we're all we're all mourning. It's not just your sadness, <laughs> yeah, Wolverine, yeah. okay? But, like, even Magneto was like, yeah, no, this is messed up. Yeah. Like, they came together and they formed Krakoa. Is Morph there? No. 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 No, Morph is not there and nothing is for Morph. Um, ah, this one's for you, Jubilee. <laughs> um... But like the idea is that like they came up with the resurrection protocol and the first time they test it is when the X-Men all die. Oh. Like they're like, okay, good, it worked. Do they resur like, resurrect Jubilee then? No, because they didn't know to do that and they didn't have backups. Okay. So like they can't bring Jubilee back. Mm. But it doesn't matter because Jubilee is our Moira. Oh. She has her like her like fireworks powers, but she's also lived like 10 lives. Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> so like Jubilee's in a bunker with like you know, chips and video games <laughs> just, you know, waiting it out. And mm -hmm. like, it's so like stupid. It's stupid. But like, I really had fun. It was just fun. I just enjoyed reading this. I was like, <laughs> especially yeah. knowing what happens with Krakoa, like course. knowing those first issues, you get to look at this and be like, Oh my gosh. Oh, that's this. Oh, it's just, again, it's stupid. Amazing. But I really enjoyed it. Love it. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad it's uh, it was fun. Just, it was fun. It yeah. Was, 
Uh, Kingsport Cal, uh, just to be clear, Gambit's a pimp. He's never touched Rogue. Uh, he can't. Still, uh, sh- still, she is madly in love with him. I've spent uh, too much money today. Love y'all. Thanks, Actually, man. they have. No, they definitely have. They have, and because when they first got married, um, they used uh, power dampening, uh, like collars, collar, or well, a necklace. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they could have a honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything else you got? No. Okay, then uh, let's talk about Flashpoint Beyond, the triumphant return of Jeff Johns. Oh, they've got to Beyond. Yeah. Oh yeah, they got a Beyond, all right. We're no, they technically did have Batman Beyond originally. Yeah, this is sure. nothing to do with the Beyond. But universe. I'm just saying, like Spider-Man Beyond. Oh yeah. Flashpoint Beyond. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't understand the title of this book. Be Beyond. But uh, yeah. So okay. Um, Flashpoint Beyond is. Man, you know, I, it, on, on one hand, okay, so it's written by Jeff Johns and art by Eduardo Rizzo. Um, DC is understanding, I think, a little bit better the way to sell a Jeff Johns event as opposed to the way they have. The last two times they did, it was the biggest, most important thing ever. Right. And John set it all up. This is not set up, and he's just doing a thing. Now, it is happening during Williamson's own kind of like tone set for the DC universe. So wouldn't be a Jeff Johns event in the last decade without it, uh-huh. you know, without being in direct contrast to the other thing. But I will say that Flashpoint Beyond Zero does at least do some lip service towards everything else that's happening. The Dark Crisis is referenced. Uh, there's a there's a very tongue in cheek reference where Batman has his chalkboard in a bunker that like s- explains all the things that have been coming out. One was 5G and it's crossed as an averted. We we stopped that. Our our efforts thankfully averted 5g okay. you didn't because 5g was just repackaged as future state and then future state did inevitably happen but whatever uh haha um i think he's just really mad that he had to put 5g into doomsday clock as a as a literary reference but yeah so the idea here is that like john says a little bit of cleaning up because there was always this question about like which thomas wayne is which and how many there are because like Thomas Wayne died at the end of Flashpoint, but then like there's a, there's a Thomas Wayne in the button and the Flashpoint universe still exists. And he's like, what the hell? Then there's the Thomas Wayne who goes to the, the, the prime earth and becomes a villain for Batman who's referencing stuff. And it's like, what is it? Johns is like, no, that's all the same Thomas Wayne. And mm-hmm. after uh, the Tom King run, that, that character Thomas Wayne was shunted back to his home earth in the Flashpoint reality. Um, this sets off a chain of events where uh, Thomas Wayne essentially has to reintegrate into his life, but he's also Batman and he's in this alternate reality that he knows is bullshit. Like this shouldn't exist. Right. Now what Thomas Wayne doesn't know and Jeff Johns, I'm sure lovingly is uh, suggesting is that uh, there's a multiverse. It's like, this isn't a timeline, you know, you're, you're not averting anything. You just live here now. There is no, fixing this timeline right though i think there is an implication that it is because uh there are unseen forces at work that are manipulating wayne and other characters in this universe uh and outside in in our own in the prime universe to kind of be like yo this is important what thomas wayne is doing is not necessarily of his own ideas but he is dogmatically driven to prevent his reality because that's what he did in the last one 
So he's like, this reality sucks. Bullshit. Who cares? He looks up Barry Allen. He finds there is a Barry Allen in his reality. Okay. He goes and kidnaps him and kicks the shit out of him and basically sets him up to be Flash. Okay. Uh, but someone messes with the... Uh, they, they, they break the chemicals before the lightning rod strikes, so he just murders them. So Barry oh. Allen's dead in this oh. reality. Um, he will never be Flash. He can't go uh, take Thomas Wayne into the into the future or the, into a new reality. Uh, Wayne is like, who cares? This, so basically, Wayne uh, continuously throughout this book is just like, it doesn't matter. And there's a little like writing on his chalkboard because Batman and Thomas Wayne Batman have chalkboards, uh, and on his it says everything matters. Mm-hmm. And some people have taken that to mean that Jeff Johns is trying to like suggest that continuity is important. Everything matters. Everything's happened. Right. You know, we sh- that, that's the concept that you should be embracing DC. Everything matters. Um, Thomas Wayne's whole like motivation is nothing in this reality matters. It's all like fan fiction. You know, so it's like, I can kill people. I can destroy relationships. I can ruin everything. I can become a monster because this reality shouldn't even exist in the first place, which I find kind of a fascinating concept because, you know, flashpoint was a huge event that sold a lot of money. They made a lot of money for TC. (laughs) Um, And it like, if if John's goes continue, continues to go meta with this, it could be kind of awesome because flashpoint was such a a grim, dark, needless reality that is just kind of embracing the misery and who cares about the DC universe. Mm -hmm. And it, what did it what did it yield when it was fixed? The new fifty two, which was also needlessly dark and also like whatever, you know, and and shifted away to not that anymore. So to return to Flashpoint and to talk about how it's not important and it's really just dark for no reason, it's kind of like that's kind of fun. Uh, so yeah, uh, the art's good. Uh, Batman teams up with with uh, Marionette Mime. Oh, because no one's used them, right? So John's like, well, I, I know that char- those characters. I invented them. Yeah, they're not they're, doing anything. Even though they're just Watchmen versions of Punch and Julie. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. They're fun and they're in it. They're not in it nearly enough. Uh, but it's mostly a Thomas Wayne story. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's some heavy suggestions uh, that this is going to be really important. It obviously will not be because I don't think that Jeff Johns is like uh, anyone's friend over at DC. Right. But they're happy to take the money generated by his name and books. Mm-hmm. So here it is. Um. Is that who is that penguin? What am I looking at there? Yeah. Is it John? Yeah. But he's not in it. Oh I, I think it might be Barry. I the art is vexing. The cover is fine. It doesn't really sell you what's going on in this book. Uh that's it. It's whatever. Okay. Like, it's fine. I uh I'm hopeful for the future. But again, fool me twice, shame on me. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not falling for this. I'm just I think I think no one else should either. Like if you if you want to know what's going to happen next in the DC universe, I would suggest reading Justice League 75 and The Dark Crisis. If you want to live in a fan fiction reality where the the things that matter are the things that Jeff Johns wrote, then you should read Doomsday Clock and then this. Maybe they're going to like shatter off into like another imprint that's like Black Label but it's just Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is the the Johnsiverse. <laughs> I suggested this a while ago. They should finally go ultimate with DC. I know. They should make an ultimate DC universe where it's like these, not Earth 2, where like Superman and Batman die. No, those are the universes where Superman and Batman are young and new and mm-hmm. fresh and hip. Anyway. Uh, Superman's like, I've, I'm, I'm never hip. No. And when you try to make me hip, it sucks. 
Ollie Davis says, traveling to LA in three days for a writing job. Well, congratulations, <gasps> Ollie. Thank you guys for inspiring me and getting me through long work days and the rough personal ones. You guys are the best there is. Well, thank you, Ollie. Oh so gosh. are you, man. Congratulations. congratulations. Good Much luck. luck. Yeah. Have a great trip. Take uh, luck. Take luck and have it. <laughs> Supreme Omega on continuity thoughts on Morrison's philosophy, where they feel everything is canon, every bad and good to story is canon in their view. Do you agree? Sometimes I, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I think that, you know, the idea of good versus bad is subjective. So like, you know, I, I think that, you know, if, if you were to tell me make a make a third Batman movie that's like the Burton verse and say that Forever and Return and, and Batman and Robin didn't happen, I'd be like, that's of course what to do. Then you read Batman eighty nine, you're like, well, I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, so it's really subjective. Uh, but I do think that everything does matter, and especially in that universe. And I think Marvel's better at like creative at, at mental gymnastics and continuity gymnastics than DC is. DC's like, oh fuck, we just drove into a ravine. Just throw the car away and buy a new car. Marvel's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Maybe this car is actually an all-terrain vehicle. So, you know. Uh, and Dan, Dan V900 says, I love Eduardo, Eduardo Rizzo's art. And I'm disappointed that Zamanico is doing the rest of the series. I prefer Rizzo. John's co-writing the rest of it with Jeremy Adams and Tim Sheridan is pretty weird to me. I like uh, Zamanico. Me too. And I think uh, it'll be a welcome change to the to the series. Nice. So uh, Thor Love and Thunder was a trailer that dropped uh, today. It did. Uh, I knew about it because... Uh, <laughs> Disney sent me an email that was like, we're going to drop the trailer oh, and it's shit, coming. Son. Uh, and so check it out. And so I did. And I had nothing to say. that was going to be exclusive. So I was like, thanks. And that was the yeah. whole conversation. Um, I, they even had to like send me a poster. And I'm like, that's a cool poster, but I'm not going to post. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tweet it. I did do finger guns earlier. Yes, you did. I did. So. <laughs> I just didn't do it every time. No, it's true. Because you just kept saying, but then you just said John's. So yeah. You know, no, no, it's got to be Jeff John's. But uh <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, so we're gonna spoil the trailer. So you know, spoilers for a teaser. But uh, you know, it's there's not much to say because it's like it's a teaser. And I saw people being like, I don't know, there wasn't much to it. I'm like, do you know what a teaser is? I, I think there was a lot in this. Well, you know what it is. I think for like, it's weird how much like Marvel tends to just be like, it's all about the MCU and whatever. And yet, there's something about this teaser that felt like it was really like a like like, hey, comic book fans. There this, is this you, one's for you. Did you see the the post that I got rid of because Ron Mars tweeted it also and it got way more traction? So I went, ah, fuck it. No, there you go, Mars. Was it about the the panels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the Kieran Gillen one. Yeah. Oh, okay. That there was like, there is a straight up. It is just from there. It's an Assad Ribic. It is an Assad Ribic panel. Go get it, Ribic. And <laughs> there is no interpretation. No, it's just that. It is just a straight up panel that is a shot yeah. from that well, comic. It's the Aaron. It's Aaron yeah, and Ribic. It's, it's Aaron and Ribic. It's the it's his Thor run. So like, yeah. Clearly, that's the inspiration for this. Clearly. It's the inspiration. Well, and at the same time, it's also like all over the place. Like this trailer has so much going on. You see young Thor. You see like the montage running scene. You see Thor with like the Star-Lord jacket. You see him with the with the Infinity War outfit. You see him with the uh fat thor crossed fit you see like there, there there's so much you see thor with the with the viking outfit uh i think we're seeing 90 percent of the movie on screen well according to people they're just like eh, eh, eh. i'm hyped as hell i am too i just i love that because it's like they don't 
apparently for some people and like this is just not how i like like to see my trailers or my teasers they just want the movie to be explained to them before they see it yes oh and 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 there is significant data to back up the fact that the the majority of cinema goers would rather know everything that happens before they go see it because they can't handle uh conflict and confrontation and they don't want to be stressed they just want to know so that they're like ah uh I, I think that sucks and I don't think that's, that's how not, stories well, are told. That's not for me. But. And I understand like, but I understand like the tension there. Like there are sometimes where I'm like, I don't, I, this is my leisure time. I don't need to spend my leisure time being stressed. Uh, but if like Thor force stresses you out, like you need, you know, maybe you should seek help. But like, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I keep thinking this is four. Four. Because. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't <laughs> call it. Because I keep forgetting the dark world <laughs> Yeah, Dark World. Oh, like it was one, and then three is two. Yeah, and this is three. Yeah, no. Though the Dark World is super important because it's in Endgame a lot for some I reason. I know, I know. I'm shocked they didn't call the movie T four. Like four. Why would they do that? Because Scream. No, no, that's like there's like a very select group of marketers. And and creatives that do that, and they chose not to do that. I would have called it T four, just been like T four. <laughs> no, it's love and thunder. I know. So you do heart and lightning emoji. There you go, smart. But yeah, uh, I'm I, I I think it looks really good. Uh, it's Taika Waititi, so like obviously it's like well executed. He knows the universe. Obviously, like we're gonna we're we're getting the close. Okay, so James Gunn is only doing one more Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Gunn doesn't kill the entire Guardians of the Galaxy, first of all. There's multiple teams, so it's okay. You can keep that franchise going. Yeah, but right. second of all, if James Gunn leaves, well, Taika Waititi's right here. Yeah. Because if Thor's done, if there are no more Thor movies after this, and I I highly suggest they don't do that, because I think the fifth Thor movie should be called The Thor Core, and it should feature all the Thors. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory about this movie, but we'll get into it. Um, but Taika Waititi should do, should do Thor, uh, should do Guardians of the Galaxy 4. If okay. they're gonna do one, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, what did you think? How'd you feel? I, I I was thoroughly like into it, like the the spirit of it, the the music choice for it. Um, there was something I think very smart and very charming about having it start the way it does with like a little kid version of Thor, this like adolescent Thor that like I was like I literally went back. It, yeah, it was yep. like it's like two seconds in. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I Wait, yeah I had, a, I had a similar reaction where I was like, <gasps> because it's like it's literally it's the comic. It's book. literally the comic. It's book comic costume. book costume and it looks great. Yeah, and it's like frustrating how great it looks. Yeah, it's, it's a thing that they never would have been able to get away with when Thor debuted. Yeah, but now in the fourth iteration of Thor and like the tenth movie he's been in, it's like, <laughs> yeah, actually, it's pretty great. Yeah, it, look, it looks amazing. Um, but I like that like it's him growing up, and like I appreciate that because I think it sets the tone for what this movie's about. It is about him growing up. Yes, because you know like, he's done all these like amazing things. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, what does he have? Right, right. And, he like, doesn't even have Asgard. That's that belongs to like that's Valkyrie's thing. Yeah. So like I I I think and his brother is gone. Like yeah, he, his life feels hollow. I think this will be a Lokiless movie. By the way. I'm wondering. Um, so like, I'm, I'm honestly excited to see like, if I'm correct, that that's kind of what this is going to be about. And like, that's the, the spirit of it. Cause I yeah. think it'll be a lot of fun. It'll give him a lot of opportunity to, 
um, interact with potentially like little like nods to different Thor. I'm not looking for cameos, people. I just mean like <laughs> we're gonna things, get plenty of cameos in May, but like things that like are related to Thor. Yes, that we'll be able to see just him trying to find his way. Yeah, yeah. I think that at the core of the Thor four movie with mm -hmm. gore in it, uh, that there will be a like true story about this character and where he started and where he's going and, and, and where he is right now. Yeah. Uh, and we are still going to get some cool, fun, awesome set pieces. You know, the, the scene where Thor is cross training with the chains, <laughs> I assume that's like a dead watcher or something. It's just this massive skeleton. I, it could be anything. It could also just be a panel from the Thor. And I don't remember, but yeah. like, you know, well, it, I was going to say it could be anything. Cause it's clearly like some mythical creature yeah. I, I thought it was mythical creature i thought it was a big alien but like oh. it, could work, it could work either way yeah uh but we're seeing obviously they showed us zeus in this movie yeah like literally i was like lightning bolt zeus yeah russell crowe <laughs> does this not entertain you <laughs> do you think he'll say that i think he might here's the thing he's gonna die because gore is going to slaughter all the gods in this movie right uh which i think is kind of fun because like you know if asgard had been preserved if odin had survived uh you know they'd have a lot to worry about when it comes to gore but right now the asgardians they can kind of slip by yeah unless gore goes to earth to destroy them who knows but uh he's like i've heard not to go there yeah i should stay back you know <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Yeah, okay yeah what happens like a, a white vision and <laughs> dr strange is like i guess i'm here am i an avenger call spider-man where who is he anyway so uh i i love the 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 coloring in this book or in this movie yeah the uh the shot composition i mean just the, i mean obviously it's a teaser it's only two minutes and 30 seconds or whatever they're showing you like gore like you know gorgeous shots mm -hmm. but good looking shot list yeah um and again i i don't know what i don't know what order this movie is in and i don't know what's gonna happen no. and that's that's great i like that a lot and like honestly like i know they're gonna put out more trailers like more in-depth trailers but like i could stop here yeah and i'm good and I'm yeah absolutely no good more because i just i just want to see it when, four four with gore i just no more for me it's all about the end reveal like yeah. i was like it was it was this trailer was bookended for me because it was like the hype of like first of all i love that opening shot that but that costume like yeah. like hey comic book stuff mm -hmm. and it ends with comic book stuff right straight up comic book stuff for me that last shot felt like they were gonna save it for another trailer and marvel were. went no just put it in because it's so it doesn't fit it doesn't in the tone all. of it this trailer doesn't. no and then like, just oh and by the way it's like a post credits to their teaser that is exactly i, what I that think is. they just i'm gonna guess they were like too many people are going to bitch about it not being in there yeah like they're like how could you not do this <laughs> and it's like just hold on like it's Here. just a teaser fine yeah shit's incredible yeah i i know that she did some she did some some lifting hemsworth did some lifting too uh i believe the parlance is yoked <laughs> he he's 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 he looks like a triangle he's bigger than he ever was he's the guy i like i love when i see i think i think tom hiddleston does impressions of chris evans talking about hemsworth yeah where he's like oh my god you're just so hot you're just so you got so many how do you get this muscle though man i got all the train i got the same trainers i'm eating all the eggs but like you got this muscle right here how'd you get that oh my god <laughs> but yeah man uh hemsworth is just like yeah, once Evans gets big enough, it's like then I'll just get a little bigger. Yeah, just a little bigger. And I think I th I think this might be Hemsworth's last movie. So like, 
Marvel movie. So he's like, I'll be the biggest I can ever be. Yeah. And <laughs> then I'm going to stop because yeah. it's like, I'm going to fuck myself up. <laughs> I thought I saw in the comments here that someone said that the, the little boy is played by his, like one of the Hemsworth kids. Oh, that's such a nice idea. I was like, Good for oh, him. That's cute. Well, that's like you. You know the you know the Easter egg about uh, Dark, whatever the hell, the second one, because he comes back. You know he he goes to Asgard. He comes back, and then the post credits is that he comes back and he kisses her. Yeah. You know he smooches her. Yeah. Natalie Portman couldn't be there, so Hemsworth was like, "Can my wife stand?" Oh, that's in for right. That's right. That's right. It's like, no, oh, that's good. That's really sweet. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, Natalie Portman looks great. Uh, I think the mask is CG. Could be. I think it is because it's metal. And it's like, oh, we can we can replicate that really well. Yeah. And also because she's only going to wear it that one shot and it's going to take it off and be like, well. It's like also like in the comics, like shiny to like a level that would like honestly wreak havoc on on, on lenses. Yeah. Because it's like, first of all, you're going to catch everything. And second of all, you're going to see the whole crew. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's probably like, okay. Maybe like it, Return of the Jedi Vader where it's like, I can see all of see, the spotlights. Yeah, so it's like your choice is to not make it look like it does in the comics or to CG it and be yeah. like, hey, it's well, a... the fact is it's just cheaper and easier. It, I'm sure way. it is. But uh, but she's also blonde. That's kind of fun. I'm 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 here for it. I'm yeah. I, yeah, but she's but she's also like jacked up. Like She's yeah. got like some big ass arms. That I'm Mjolnir. like, good for her. Oh yeah, all patched together. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. Like, in the because that's that's the thing is that they can adapt the Aaron run, but they're gonna have to really adapt it because like that history ain't there and Mjolnir was destroyed. She she takes Mjolnir. She doesn't fix it. She uses science this time. Right. She fixes it with science. Yeah, I I think it was broken on Earth. So I guess that's yeah, just... that's that's possible. In any event, uh it it, it is a it is a is a great trailer. Terrific music choice and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I can't predict it. They're showing so much. It's practically like this trailer is suggesting that like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and a half is this movie because like they're in it so much. I feel like they're just going to be at the beginning. I think they're I think, I think they're getting like 8 minutes of Guardians. I think we're front loading Taika Waititi's like um demo reel for, for Guardians 4. It's <laughs> a movie which I'm, I'm fine. Which I'm yeah, please. Completely okay with that. Um I really I am excited. I hope that they're in not too much because I do want it to be a Thor movie. Yeah, I don't want to be. But I am looking forward to some like Star Lord, Thor interaction. Yes, back yeah. and forth there. I'm looking forward to that uh, because he doesn't really fit in with them. And Star Lord definitely likes things to be about him. And yes, it's, like sad, not sad. We'll see where that's. Oh, at. he's gonna be really sad. Yeah, we'll see. He's thinner. We'll he see. He did. He got we'll that. We'll see flex. if someone isn't taken out someplace. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, theories about any cameos that are going to be in Thor four. Does this movie? Su- does this trailer suggest there's going to be anything else? In so this? I know there's definitely going to be something in there because it's already been pointed out, and it was definitely a shot that stood out to me. And like, hey, I'm fine with this. I don't want to know. But mm-hmm. like, there is a shot when like they're like clearly they're leaving. The Milano's leaving. Yeah. And they're looking down, and it's Thor, and I guess Gore. Yeah. And there's like, no, it's uh, what's his name? Oh no, it's a uh, yeah, Korg. it's not Korg. It's Cork. And there's something missing. Mm. The, the shot is Thor centered, and there's nothing on his left. <laughs> and I'm like, like, okay, there's another character. Who is it though? I don't know. I'm, yeah. I really want Beta Ray Bill to be in Me this, too. even if it's just a post credits. Yeah. I mean, based on the post credits for Eternals, you can just you can just shunt beta ray bill into the post credits and no one would bat an eye i, I would love for him to be in the movie me but too. I would also like post credits indicates that maybe we'll see him in the next movie <laughs> that would be fine with me honestly like i would be okay if thor 5 was which they could call which they could do my numerical thing where it's just thor but the five is the s uh but uh where it's about thors where it's two thors uh in which they just do surter is going to destroy the corbinites 
that's it. Mm. It's just, you know, it's just Bill gets Stormbreaker. That way he can have sex with uh, Sif because <laughs> he needs it because she's so repulsed by his horse face. But don't you know, horses are beautiful, noble creatures. And that's why they he are. looks like that. They are. <laughs> uh, Cosmic Reader. Hi, Comic Pop. Hope you uh, have a good Easter or had a good Easter. We did. Thank you. Hopefully you did too. Uh, by the way, hope Marvel doesn't shy away from the aspects of Jane Foster using the power of Thor to keep away from chemotherapy. Because to me, that's the most interesting aspect of her story. I think they're going to do it. It would be interesting. Like he's he's been away. And yeah, he she know. missed it. Yeah, he he missed it. Uh, Ray Far, I love how John's Coast City Unite moment in your Sinestro War video fell flat. <laughs> P.S. Where does Jeff John's finger guns come from? Well, we explained it already in the last episode, but uh, it's basically just that you know, hey, he's a go getter. Jeff Johns. <laughs> I'm Jeff Johns, and I'm here to help you. Let me give you my card. <laughs> uh, Sean Cron uh, Conwell, love the MCU cosmic aesthetic in movies like this, especially seeing Olympus as another cosmic alien realm and a return of the Guardians Quark, etc. Yeah. yeah, the fact that Olympus just looks like asgard did in the first movie is mm -hmm. like that's kind of fun like good a good idea um adam thenhouse uh superficially i didn't like the pointy helmet for jane but it grew on me and i missed it in her reveal hercules cameo keep them lights on yeah hercules is an avenger he should be in this and yeah. it'd be a great idea to freaking cast somebody fun well yeah especially if we're gonna deal with zeus yeah yeah, yeah. uh kelly frederick you guys think we'll get hercules in this or angela oh my god angela that would be incredible amazing you hear Todd McFarlane scream from across the cosmos. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, man, I would be okay with that. From the darkness. Yeah, let us know in the comments down below who should be playing Angela in the cameo. Uh, my suggestion is uh, Emma Stone. Uh, Dante Cook, I can't wait to see all the Jane Foster Thor statuses that are going to drop. They're going to be super sick, especially, oh, statues. Yeah. Uh, especially the sideshow statues. Yeah, man. About time, too. Uh, T.I.Y. Vautier. I think Hemsworth was filming the Hulk Hogan biopic around the same time as Thor. It makes sense why he's so yoked. Uh. If that's true, <laughs> that makes sense, man. Hey, brother. I hope his, vo I hope his <laughs> voice is great. Cosmic Reader. Uh, it's funny that a trailer has better CG than most of Phase 4. I hope that means they'll focus more on the CG on their on all their films from now on. Well, I feel like, you know, the movies are going to look a little better just because. Yeah. You know? Uh, amazing Andy. Uh, I'm sure the Guardians are going to be a part of the movie. I think they have a, such good chemistry with Thor, but it looks like when the film ends, they'll go their separate ways. Sad, but it is what it is. I think they're going to do it early on. Yeah, they're going to leave, like, in the first 20 minutes or less. But, uh, yeah, let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we should pick up. Yes. Uh, uh, 90, Nightwing 91, Nightwing and Wally West. Hell yeah. Check it out. Uh, Hulk number six. This is the end of the first arc. Possibly the last. We'll see. Uh, but I'm still reading this book. Silly as hell. Uh, Superman Batman or Batman Superman World's Finest number two. This is a great series. If you aren't reading it, you must. It's great. Um, and 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 that's and that's it. What about Batman the Night? Batman the Night is also really good. I haven't read issue three, but you know what? It's Zdarsky. I trust him. Okay. Um, I don't even know. Nice House on the Lake number eight is coming out this week. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that went. That's fine. I'm just gonna open it here. Here we go. Uh, I guess if you're looking for um some oh wait really oh damn it I'm gonna have to pick this up really sorry it's Wolverine number twenty is coming out um and it looks like Adam Hubert's on art yeah so that's exciting that's exciting yeah yep so. Love that, Cubert. I do. Uh, also, Catwoman Lonely City number three is coming out. If you've been on that bandwagon, you can grab that. It's another Black Label book. I think that's the end. 
It should be. I thought it was longer. Usually it's three issues. Maybe it's four. You know what? You think you might be right. I don't remember, honestly. Uh, Shang-Chi, number 11. I really like this series quite a bit. It's a lot of fun. Um, just really like well-written and uh, yeah, just thoroughly enjoyable. So um, you know I'm going to be grabbing that. Yeah. And uh... you're not going to read that? Uh, that uh... Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. I, I was looking for the other one. I'm like, there's okay. one more. Where is it? Yeah. I am going to pick up Doctor Strange Nexus of Nightmares, number one against my better judgment um because mm -hmm. it's written by ralph macchio <laughs> we'll see with our by abraham mustafa uh i there's a lot of chatter about multiverse of madness um but most of it involves who's going to show up in the book or into the movie not who's yeah the, like will professor xavier yeah, be in this that's, Doctor that's Strange what everyone's movie. wondering <laughs> not like could nightmare be in this yeah which is what i'm wondering because they're putting this out right now obviously a lot of people if you're wondering about this you're hanging on the words that uh wanda said that she's had nightmares um that could be a stretch because anyone could have a nightmare it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be like necessarily yeah. tied into him but they are putting this book out next week a week before the movie drops so i, I genuinely I, I i'm almost certain I, I would bet money that the like evil dr strange that faces him in the trailer mm -hmm. is nightmare. Isn't able, is it's not, not the multiversal version. Because, it just looks so much like, cause him, I don't though. know. Cause everybody's like, Oh my God, but he's just like the one in what if. And it's like, no, he's, he's, he's a reluctant bad guy. He's a good guy in the what if show. Yeah, that's true. He's not, he's not like a bad guy who's willing to kill Dr. Strange. Like, yeah. Unless, talking he's, about? unless he's like, no, you're, you know, you're bad at this. I'll be Dr. Strange. Exactly. Yeah. No, that, yeah, but he's not going to do that. That's what uh, we'll say. Cat lawyer will defend for treats. Uh, hope it's not too multiverse multiversey. I love the hammer look. Yeah, man. And uh, I've seen in the toys that uh, broken, that, that reassembled hammer will be available for purchase. I wonder if it has light too. It does light up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So yeah, uh, that's it. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to follow on twitch.tv slash pop to watch somebody play video games. And of course, subscribe here and get the notification bell on so you can get notified when Off the Rack and Elseworlds Exchange go live. Stay tuned for more here on Comic Pop Returns. But of course, don't forget to subscribe to youtube.com slash pop to check out shorts. And of course, Back Issues, our main series. This week, I'm very excited. Uh, Batman's back. So, you know, there we go. Anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Thank you to our Super Chatters for sponsoring this show. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye.